Holy moly, what did we just watch? We just saw Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2, and we got to talk about it. Stay tuned, listen in, because we got some interesting things to say here on Two Geeks and a Microphone. This is the way. Holy guacamole, Batman. We just (laughs) watched Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2, and I can't wait to talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, the most illustrious, this is the way dude himself, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. And you know what? Now I am. I mean, I was excited before, but again, we don't talk about these. We try not to talk about it. And I mean, it's easier right now with your work schedule not to talk about it. But uh, now that I heard that excitement in in your voice in the opening, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about talking about it. So um, let's we probably should go ahead and hurry up and dive into our. Yeah. uh, News and geek dar and stuff. So let's do the news bumper. So last week I go from not having really any news to I just got bombarded with stuff. <laughs> okay. So just to tell you, just to give you a little insight to two geeks in a microphone throughout the week, I will see things and I'll go, Oh, that looks interesting. And I basically email it to myself to remind me to look at it later and so on and so forth and decide, decide whether we're going to discuss right. this on the show. Sometimes topics get thrown out. Sometimes they stay in. So uh, we got a few topics this morning and let me jump over to the share screen. All righty. Okay. First topic is brought by, brought to us by screen geek and they are reporting that Sydney Sweeney, is possibly going to play Spider-Man in Sony's new Matter Yes, Did I say Spider-Man? You did. All right. Uh, Spider-Woman in the new uh, Sony's new Madam Web movie. I will be totally honest. I had no interest in this Madam Web movie. I just, it just does not interest me. But now if you're going to throw in Spider-Woman and she's going to look like the original Spider-Woman in the comic books, I think I might be on board. I mean, I'll have to see a trailer and all. I mean, see some right. confirmation of this. But um, if you're going to do that, I'm on board. I know nothing of this actress. Apparently, she was in uh, Maiden's Tale or whatever that is, um, which I can care less. Handmaid's Tale? Handmaiden, Handmaiden's Tale, which I care less about. I, I haven't watched it. I have no interest in that whatsoever. But uh, she looks like she looks the part anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Bring it on. All right, moving on. This comes from <laughs> number two. <laughs> it's coming. Just line them up and I'll hit them. <laughs> uh, this comes from the direct.com. Uh, Star Wars officially developing sequel stories to Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> now, is that official? Official? 
Well, okay, it did come. They okay, they're they're taking this from an interview with John Favreau, but okay. I think they, I think they so, so, so I don't sensationalize the headline and made it clickbait. Personally, well, that's um, what everybody does nowadays. That's what's right. Sure. But right. in all fairness, what is what does John Favreau say? So John John Favreau says there's definitely a conversation that's going on. And then also what happens after the sequel trilogy, because the sequel trilogy only takes place over a course of a few, few years. And it's a big thing on screen and it's very eventful, but it is relatively brief moment in history over the course of a thousand thousands of years that star Wars takes place. And so that happens after it is, after it is interesting too. And I know that there is some, discussion exploration going on about what happens after it so that last sentence there i know there's some discussion exploration going on about what happens after it now let's go back to the headline the headline reads star wars officially developing sequel stories to rise of that does not sound like they're officially developing I don't sequel I don't, stories. I agree. I don't think that sequel stories. I'm just saying, hey, we're gonna have more stories that take place after that. So I don't think it's sequel to Skywalker stories, but I mean, it's more of we're gonna create more stories of the world continuing on after those events. But see, the funny thing is, so far we're not seeing anything after the events of Rise of Skywalker. Everything has been basically uh between the prequel and the original trilogy. And we're, we're not seeing anything. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Boba Fett, Mandalorian, uh, Andor, all of them. <laughs> not one of them have happened post Rise of Skywalker. I think there's a reason for that. Um, maybe because the movie did not do what they had hoped. It didn't rise up to fans' expectations, and they're fearful that if they rehash that that ground, that they're going to lose viewers. That's what I think. Also, I don't think Disney has any any intentions of making a, a big Star Wars tentpole movie in the near future. Okay. Not anytime in the near future. I think they they've had so much success with the Mandalorian that they think that. Uh, I know the streaming has been an issue lately. I know Disney has lost some money on streaming, but the one place they haven't lost is the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian mm. getting great views. It's still doing awesome. So I don't know. I, I think they think this is the future of star Wars and not the big tent pole movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But so far, I haven't seen anything to indicate that I am wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded funny. Okay, go ahead. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, this is a little more of a fan cast, but I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to throw it in here. Um, apparently, fans uh, fans are uh, convinced is this that fan all fandom wire, fandom wire, yes, is fandom wire. Okay. Uh, Phantom Wire is a source, and they're saying that fans are, are convinced that Alden Enreich, who played Han Solo in the Solo movie, mm -hmm. um, could be a good Hal Jordan in the DCU. I actually kind of like this casting. I I like him. I thought he was good in Solo. I enjoyed him in Solo. 
Right. I think he could work as as a Hal Jordan actually. Um, I think he can get Hal is a little bit of pompous to him, you know, a uh, little little arrogance to him, and I think he can pull that off really well. And I think he's got the look too. So I don't know. I, I'm up for it. Let's see it. All right, moving okay. on. All right. So uh, a while back we had discussed. Uh, a new animation uh, by the great Bruce Tim called Batman the Cape Crusader. Um, unfortunately, Warner Brothers put the axe to it. And now, according to Breaking uh, Bleeding, Bleeding Cool, um, dot com, they are saying that uh, Batman Cape Crusader is getting two seasons on Amazon. Um, now the, the only drawback is JJ Abrams, Jar Jar Abrams is involved in this. That could be a problem, but, but you got Bruce Tim, so hopefully it'll be good. Right. I love the artwork. The, the artwork is just phenomenal. It's beautiful. I mean, it kind of reminds me of a cross between the Batman animated series of the nineties, Bruce Tim work and, uh, and the original, you know, uh, uh, Tom Kane and Bill Finger, uh, Batman. I, I just love it. I think it's awesome. So right. hopefully this is true. Hopefully uh, they are going to find a home on Amazon and we will see the light. This, this series will see the light of the day. So that'd be cool. And I have I one last. I don't I see it. I don't, I just can't see the making the move to a totally different production group company slash what a streaming service. Um, I, I don't know because you still got uh, uh, Superman and Lois on the WB, uh, you know, on the WB network. They are not, it's not a part of the uh, uh, Warner brothers thing. I don't think. Um, so, I mean, that's technically, I mean, I know it's WB, but, you know, it's still it's not. It's still WB. CW sure. used to be. Or, WB. Yeah, CW. I'm sorry. So CW is still WB though. True. Um, so that's why I'm like, okay, I could get those, but you're moving into a whole new platform. I don't know. I'd I'd be interested to see what happens. I I don't know. I I have doubts about that personally, but I will be pleasantly surprised. You have doubts about every news story I bring up. <laughs> no, just no, no, no. I well, maybe I do. Maybe yeah. I do. You seem to. Right. Maybe. All right. And the last one's going to be a little jab at you, Stephen. So, Screen Rant. Screen Rant reporting Keaton's Batman best best matches Affleck's tone. So, they are saying that that Michael Keaton is the best choice to replace Ben Affleck. Now, listen. No, no, they're not because they're saying that one's the best one to match his tone because his tone is the best. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That's not what they're saying. I read the article. Thank you very much. They are saying that he is the best one. I said, read the article. No, no, no. Who wrote the article? Which is it's from Screen Rant. Okay, it's from Screen Rant. See, Screen Rant still. Oh yeah, yeah. I I responded to your post on Facebook. Yeah. So. Now listen to this. Replacing Ben Affleck's Batman is no easy task, but it would seem that the DCE 
you may have found the perfect solution, even with Batgirl's controversial cancellation. Not only does Keaton's Batman possess a number of similarities to Affleck's, but he is also a character capable of fixing a number of DCEU's most pressing problems. Though Affleck's Batman deserves better, replacing him with Michael Keaton's version of the character is actually the best way to proceed with the DCU as a whole. That's a One of the big what? That's an what opinion piece. That's an opinion piece. <laughs> well, it is an opinion, but they have the right opinion. You have the wrong opinion. Anyway, one of the biggest hurdles to replacing a character is vital to the DCU as Batman is establishing who the new version is and why he's a worthy successor. But Michael Keaton's return preempts this. Keaton's Batman has already had two movies, so it's very little need to explain the character's backstory or his origins as this was already done in Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. With Keaton's Batman simply coming from another universe, there's no need to retread old ground, and it also doesn't make Burton's movies DCEU canon, which saves a lot of messy exposition. More than that, just Mm -hmm. saving time. Batman's Michael Michael Keaton's Batman Return also practically guarantees an audience boost those who enjoyed Burton's movies will follow and be tempted back, particularly as the prospect of his return after 30 years is incredibly enticing. Okay, so we move on. Um, I'm going to skip through this. Okay, here we go. Another way that Michael Keaton is the perfect replacement for Ben Affleck. Hold on to your butt here. <laughs> In the DCU is that their versions of the hero share a number of similarities. Mm -hmm. Both characters are older incarnations of Batman Mm -hmm. in the later stages of their respective careers, meaning that both are highly experienced and grizzled veterans of vigilantism. I love that. What's Mm -hmm. more, both Keaton and Affleck's characters famously broke Batman's, now hold on to your butt, no-kill rule. Right. Making their approach to crime fighting similar. Well, Ben Affleck's my favorite, but but I don't like Michael Keaton because he breaks Batman's number one rule. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So that kind of just throws your theory in the trash. <laughs> right. Because your favorite does it too. <laughs> right. Anyway, I just I just wanted to throw throw that in your face. <laughs> throwing me shade. Throwing me shade. I'd still think that. Keaton's Batman would be incredible for Batman Beyond. Wait, what, what did you say? What did Keaton's you say? Batman would be great for Batman Beyond. Agreed. Yes, he would. He'd also be incredible just to carry on as Batman in the new DCU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. With that said, <laughs> right on. Are you ready to move on to some Geek Dar? This. All right. Well, you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? Now, what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
Fred and I were just listening to uh, uh, Nerdery and Murdery, and we were listening to their episode on Police Academy. So that's nice. The great Michael Winslow has gotten it. I think that's where he really got his fame was Police Academy. But I love him. Agreed. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love Winslow. Him. Yeah, Michael Winslow. I agree with you. Michael Winslow really got his blow up start with Police Academy. Yeah. Sure. Um. So, uh, do you have anything for Geektar? Uh, I thought the latest Bad Batch episode was epic. Um, awesome. It was, it was visceral in emotion. Um, it really elicited me, it in me a hatred for the Empire, the prejudice yes. of the Empire towards the clones. And then the ending, while surprising, but not, but glad it happened, if that makes sense. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so I, I, I will say, Bad Batch season two, I think is far superior to Bad Batch season one. Um, we, we really should have been covering this one. <laughs> and, and this episode was, yeah, I I think they hit this episode out of the park. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of uh, there was a eerie. There was almost a thing feel to this. Did you get that? You know the movie The Thing. In the when they were on the planet, when they first landed on the ice planet, kind of a thing or the coal planet, yes, agreed. Yeah, because I, I thought that's where they were headed, but it wasn't. No, I know it's just it was just there was some feels, you know. Yes, it, at least that's what I, I took from it anyway. Yeah, okay, so Bad Batch. Um, I too watched Bad Batch, I enjoyed it, I thought it was great, so I won't. I won't rehash that too much. We will cover a uh, finale on, on bad batch, by the way. Um, so last week I brought up the fact that I found out that Peacock was, uh, has, Peacock! Peacock! <laughs> has uh Battlestar Galactica, the 2003, 2004 series, whatever it is. Um, and I wanted, kind of wanted to rewatch that. And actually mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to rewatch that. Cause Katie Sackhoff plays Starbuck on it. Mm-hmm. And it's fun watching her because, gosh, she was so young back then. <laughs> I was rewatching. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's like a kid almost in this, you know. Right. Uh, but I really like her character in it. I love Starbuck. And I was a big fan of the original. And I can remember when it came out. I was like, oh, no, they they were uh, uh, gender swapped uh, Starbuck. I, I'm going to hate this. And. No, I actually I like her as much as I like the original Starbucks. So, um, right on. so I started watching it again. I, I just watched the the premiere of it the other night and forgot how good that was. Um, some fun Easter eggs in it too because they had they had the Viper Mark II, which is oh, I love the Vipers, and uh, and then they had they actually had a original Cylon in the in the quote unquote museum because they were going to turn the Galactica in a museum into a museum. And they had one of the original Cylons in there encased in there. I was like, oh original Cylons. I love original Cylons. So uh, I love the imagery of the original series. I think the imagery is better, you know, much more better. Much more better. Right on. Cheers. I like the Vipers better. I like the uh uh Cylon uh, their ships better, and and I like the look of the silence better. But the series 
is really good actually um lots of twists and turns fun series but anyway i digress awesome i've got so i'll add it i'll add it to my list yeah maybe we could maybe we could retouch up on Battlestar a little bit afterwards Mm -hmm. um i have one last thing for geektar so what was it last month i said that i started reading the book noah primeval yes Finished that up. Like Ryan uh, Fedawa. Yeah. Uh, Gatawa. 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 Thank you. Um, I finished the, the story. There's kind of a Bible study portion at the end. I'm about halfway through the Bible story portion. But I decided to go ahead and re, uh, order book two, which is Enoch Not Primordial. 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 <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this. So that is my guitar for today. Cool. Right on. All right. You ready to ring? Let's do this. All right. It's time for the main event. Right on, right on. I tried to get through all the all the news and geek dark quickly, so and I'm going to do this disclaimer real quick for everybody. If you have not seen it, go watch it and come back because we're probably going to hit spoilers right from the get go. Um, in fact, I think even our rating system is going to end up being a spoiler. So <laughs> well, I uh, haven't even thought of a rating system. You got something in mind? Oh, yeah, but I can't say anything because I want to okay, make sure we right. give a spoiler warning. So oh, spoiler cool. warning, everybody. Uh, so because uh, I, I think even a, yeah, as I said, our rating is going to be things. So if you have not seen it, go watch it. Or if spoilers don't bother you, then hey, join us for the discussion. Uh, it's it's worth seeing, even if you know what's going on. It's so I, we, should, we should play this. There's our spoilerific warning, everybody. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers are here. Actually, I'll even uh, here. Here we go. Spoilers yeah. alert. Spoilers alert. Okay. Um, Mike, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Well, I, I, I'm dying to find out what your your idea of our uh, scale is today. So let, let's start with that. Out, out of Mythosaurs. Nice. I like it. I like it. Okay. I go with, I'll, I'll go with that for sure. Um, so... I was pleasantly surprised when this started. They were already on their way. You know, they're they're on their way to um, Mandalore. Yeah. The episode was called "The Minds of Mandalore," which kind of reminds me of the Minds of Moria from now, the Lord of the Rings movies. So, Minds I, of Mandalore. I just wanted to state something at first. This came on. I looked at Brenda. I go, Stephen's going to hate this episode. <laughs> Oh really? Mm-hmm. I was I I to be open with you, I didn't think we were going to get here and get to the mines for at least another episode or two. I loved it. I loved it. I'm like, uh, yes, let's yeah. jump into this. Let's jump into it. Uh, let's get this pacing going. This is great. I, I am totally with you. I thought that that we were they were going to draw out the whole uh, redemption thing till the end of the season. But that tells me they got something bigger, and I like it. I'm, oh, you know, we're, we are so I happy. can't wait to talk to you about your thoughts. Yeah, this, where we're this headed. really, really makes me happy. This 
has this was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I I jumped all over you. I'm I know you do it all the time, but that's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to state when it came on, I looked at Brendan and I said, hate "This episode, we're gonna fight." No, on this. <laughs> I I thought it was a most fabulous episode. Um, uh, so before we get into the details. Uh, there's so much in this episode that I really enjoyed a lot of callbacks, a lot of pointing forward, um, some little nuances that I can't wait to discuss. So, um, I, I'm giving it in all openness, a 10 out of 10 mythosaurs. It was a great episode. I'll watch it again. I'll put it to you that way. And you know, everybody knows about my time. You know what I'm saying? So it's a big deal. If I say I'm going to watch it again, I'm going to watch it again. So it's 10 out of 10. I watched it this morning. So. I mean, a second time this morning. So, oh yeah, okay, that's probably what I should have done. And I probably will watch it again, most likely before. Yeah, probably before the next episode is up too. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I was so. I mean, I love Bo Katan in this one. I thought she was incredible. Um, Baby Yoda was awesome in this. We got a lots of cool monsters. You know, I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. We got the Sislak from Land of the Lost. <laughs> I joke, but you know, it's it, funny. Those things reminded me of the Sislak. I wondered why they looked a little bit familiar. <laughs> I, that's what I told Brenda. I go, it's the Sislak. She goes, Land of the Lost. I said, yep. Yeah. yeah. From, <laughs> that's an old TV show there, <laughs> old Saturday old morning show. TV show. Um, yeah, so we got them. We got these that creepy, creepy uh crab. I don't know, I don't know what the heck he was. Well, Gosh, it, it was creepy. It was a great concept for a character, it reminded me of General Grievous, yeah. Um, yep. and but I loved how it was a unit that had a body unit, but then also attached itself to a much larger unit and that's uh-huh. what mando at the beginning then you see he's a body unit then you see how it could move from one to the other so um well i heard somebody describe it as a hermit crab and i was like ah oh, yeah that actually makes sense because he crawls into different things and then inhabits that you know oh yeah oh i see what you're saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was pretty. Granted, he looked like a crab overall when he's in the big, you know, the big huge one. It, it yeah. just looked like, like a crab. But yeah, the way he would change in and out of stuff was almost like mm-hmm. a hermit crab. How a hermit crab will not only use hermit crab shells, but sometimes will use other things. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've been told that they they can actually inhabit other things besides hermit crab shells if they can't find a. Uh, an appropriate shell to, to change. Interesting. To. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought that so, was, that was a neat concept. So, so what's your score? Did I miss that? What was your score? Yeah, I haven't given it. Um, oh, sorry. I, I oh. yeah, I, I don't want to sound like I'm copying off you, but I think I got to give this a 10 too. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, seeing man, uh, seeing Bo-Katan back and there were some really good feels, between, in my opinion, between Bo-Katan and uh, uh, Mando, between Din, that I really liked. I felt there was some bonding there. Yeah, because I, I hated that. the tension in the first episode. Well, I didn't mind that them. because, you know, they are they are warring factions, more or less. 
you know? So I, I didn't mind that, but it just, I don't know. I felt Bo-Katan was a little bit more drawn to his, uh, for lack of terms, religion, you know? Uh, I, I would say not his religion per se, but his dedication. Yeah, his dedication. I like that. that that's good. That's good. Yeah, his dedication to the Mandalorian uh, Creed. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian Creed. And um, I felt that she, um, even though she still thinks he's a zealot, you know, and I tend to agree with her on that, mm-hmm. but she sees, she's starting to see more purpose in his uh, dedication, as you said. Yeah, I I looked at it as. Or respect, not purpose, but. She's, his she's respect, his respect. love for Mandalore, because she loves Mandalore. You know what I'm saying? She wants Mandalore. I think she's been battling uh, kind of depression of the loss of the world, and yet it happened under her watch, you know, kind of a thing. Right. And, um, you know, for not, what's the word, going into service to the Empire, you know, capitulating, I think it's the fancy term, for not doing what they wanted or saying, no, we're not going to be your personal army, you know, kind of a thing. And then they're blowing up. And so blew up the planet per se, sort of the, you know, the, the top of the planet. So um, yeah, go ahead. The, the whole, her arc is fascinating me after this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, but I've always been a fan of Bo-Katan. I, I've liked Bo-Katan since she was introduced in, in Clone Wars I've, I've thought she was a great, you know, I always thought she was a great character and I think this just enhances her character that much more. Um, I love the fact that we got R five D four back. That was awesome. Uh, I don't know if he's the actual R five from star Wars new hope. Yeah. I don't care. It makes no difference whether he is or not. Correct. Right. I do feel that Pelly was selling him. I mean, she may not know that that's, you know, that that droid was actually, important in the star wars movie but you know i mean her as a character i mean uh but she definitely was selling him you know well you gotta buy this droid he was a republic hero (laughs) 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 a rebellion hero you know rebellion hero right I absolutely loved that i thought it was fantastic and then (laughs) the droids all like oh oh, i don't want to (laughs) go right I loved him. I thought he was great. Um, yeah, I felt there was someone. I've I heard that somebody comment that uh, that Baby Yoda. They got the feel that Baby Yoda doesn't really trust Bo-Katan, but I felt there was a little bit of bonding between Bo-Katan and Baby Yoda. Also, agreed. Agreed. I mean, I, I you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Baby Yoda sees some things that we don't. You know. But I also think that Bo-Katan is, after this episode, she's starting to come around to thinking a little more like Din Djarin. And I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're kind of going to have a melding of their two factions out of this. You know, where maybe, maybe Din finally comes to a realization that yeah, I am a bit of a zealot and my my clan is a bit of bunch of zealots too. But at the same time, there is something to to be said about upholding the Mandalor Mandalorian creed, you know. 
And and at the same time, I see Bo-Katan leaning a little more to, yeah, I need to take on a little more of the tradition, not quite to the extent he does, but I need to embrace that tradition of, of Mandalore a little bit more. He is right in that sense. So I'm wondering if we're coming to a common ground. Yes, I see it. One of the one of the big themes in, you know, in the past about Mandalore is always bringing the factions together, right? And so I see it as continuing that. So I yes, I, I see. I agree with you. I think that would be an interesting thing. Do you think there's going to be some kind of love interest action going on? No, no, no. I think it's 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 all respect. I, I think. Partners, I wish us partners in purpose for Mandalore. Yes. Yes, exactly. I like that. I like that. I, I wish us Star Wars fans would get off the, we gotta, we gotta cre- create a romantic, uh, uh, interest between this character and this guy. Get, get off that. Just let the story go. Let the score story go. Let it do its thing. I don't want to see, I love Din Djarin. I love Bo-Katan. I don't want to see them together. I don't need that. I don't need we'll that. see him get together with that one from that one season, the the first season where he took off. Oh his yeah, helmet yeah, yeah. I, I that I, one girl. I thought that was a better connection. That was you know? yeah, agreed. With him and Bo Katan, it's more of respect for their their people and um, protecting their way. You know, um, just the way of Mandalore. That's and that's what I want to see. I, 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 see, I love see it. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I love how you put that. Yeah, I would love to see that. The way you've shared that, I'm like, yeah, that would be much stronger. It would be much, much more, more better. Uh, Cheers, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, uh, Star Wars Theory this morning, too. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you give your sorry. score yet? Yeah, I, I did say 10. You did say 10 out of 10. Okay, sorry. Okay. So I give it ten mythosaurs, which ah uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, save mythosaur. it, save it, save it. Finish your other thought. You were watching. Uh, who were you watching? I was watching Star Wars Theory. And, oh yeah. You know, what he, did he say? Well, he he does. You know, he does a, a live uh, viewing of it with yeah, with, and, and you know, discussion his, afterwards. The whole bit, yeah, right, and stuff. I, I didn't. You know, I don't watch that. But I. That's in the middle watch. of the night, like when it premieres. <laughs> right. That's like three. Is that like? 3 a.m. No, 2 a.m. Your time, isn't it? I don't know. I have no idea what time he does it. All I know is if I got up and did it, then I'd be leaving for work not long after that. So I'm not right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I get up at five as it is. So um, not as early as my daughter anymore. She gets up at four now. <laughs> right, four is when That's I'm coming funny. home. Right, <laughs> you're coming home and I'm getting up. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, so um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with this. Penguin Star Wars Theory. Oh, Star Wars Theory. Yeah, he made the comment that some people in, in his thread were were uh, shipping uh, Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. And I'm like, oh, come on. Let's not. People, let's not go there. There, I just, there were what? They're shipping. You know the term shipping. You know, when you put two characters in a relationship, shipping. Oh. Right. Oh, I my learned gosh. something new today. Okay, cool. All right, all right, cool. Well, and then they even they even combine their names. You know, like uh, uh, for instance, uh, Amy and Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. 
uh, uh, Penny, Penny once gave them their ship name and it would be Shamey. Oh, Amy, Sheldon, Shamey. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It might be fun to, to, uh, to, uh, come up with their ship name, but I don't want to ship them. <laughs> right. Agreed. Agreed. Wow, Steven, you're old. You don't know shipping. <laughs> Sorry. Man, I hope I don't get as old as you. <laughs> well played. Anyway. Well played. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Now, I got the feeling when, when so, you know, we get Den. He first goes to Bokhtan. And he's like, look, I'm going to Mandalore. You know, how about I go with you and, you you know, your your army and so on and so forth? Because you said you were going to go there. And she reveals, no, you know, I'm, uh, they left me, blah, blah, blah. And you're crazy for going there, blah, blah, blah. So he goes. And then, of course, we get all the great creatures throughout mm-hmm. the... the uh, destroyed Mandalore. Oh, and that was another thing. When he walked into one particular room, all of a sudden, and I had to rewatch it too. I had a flashback of one of the final episodes of Clone Wars, the one with with uh, Ahsoka and Darth Maul battling on Mandalore. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, is that the room? Is that the room where Ahsoka and, and, and uh, Darth Maul were battling? And I was like, oh, my gosh, how cool would it be if Bo-Katan walked in there and got some kind of flashback, you know, and like we saw like a lot, li- uh, you know, a, a live action version of Ahsoka. Oh, if Darth we got Maul. live action flashbacks. That'd be great. I'm sitting there going, I want this. I want this to happen. This needs to be a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me mm-hmm. live actions, uh, recreations of some of those scenes. That would be just amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I, I got that feel and I thought that was really super cool. Um, but so anyway, you know, and then we go through the whole thing and then Mando gets captured by the crab creature, blah, blah, blah. And he tells uh, Baby Yoda, go get Bo-Katan. Um, yeah. And somebody else had mentioned, well, why didn't Baby Yoda go after Boba Fett? Because Boba Fett's more of an ally, too. And I'm like, I wouldn't have even thought Boba Fett. Not at all. Because Mm-mm. Bo-Katan knows Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett doesn't. Right. You know? So to me, it, it's, it's... It made total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was like, no, this makes and sense. And he knew, already knew what Bo-Katan already knew what, what he was doing, where he was right. going. Um, right. Yeah. There's nothing that has to be... Other than where uh, where uh, Din is at. That's the only thing that needs to be explained. And like she said, they got that from, from the R5 unit. So, you know, no big deal. But, so... <laughs> baby Yoda gets there and I just got the feel that baby Yoda looks at her and says, Auntie Pokaton, daddy needs help. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when they, they land uh, when, when she lands on, on Mandalore and baby Yoda kind of lets out this little noise, a little sigh kind of, and to me, that was baby Yoda's way of saying the famous line, 
I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> in fact, I wish they would have said it in the 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 uh, 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 closed caption at the bottom. I think that would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. so there was so much good stuff in this episode. Yeah, so much good stuff. The couple, there's two things I want to make sure we discuss. Um, one is the mythosaur, and we'll get to that. But one of the things that I found fascinating, well, well this I guess there's three. Mythosaur <laughs> we'll get to. The first thing is that I want to talk about is the Darksaber. And okay. then I also want to talk more about Grogu and Grogu's future. Wow, okay. Um, and what this episode alluded to, and I want to get your thoughts on it. The you obviously the dark talking about the dark saber. We obviously see the whole aspect of Dinjarn is still struggling to wield the dark saber. Yes, and um, and that took me back to um, when with the armorer training him to use it, saying he had what kind of all this baggage. You know what I'm saying? Yep. In yep. the training. And and so I thought, ah, oh, he still got baggage. <laughs> you know, well, he still thing. does. He still does. Uh, but then, uh, you, the, yeah, then you see Bo Katan wield that thing, and you're like, that is freaking awesome. <laughs> but, but now Bo Katan's had it. She's had it before. Yes. So yes. She know, she knows how to use it, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. That's the difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Now, it still be, could be argued that she didn't gain it properly because Sabine gave it to her. Oh, but, I, see know, I see what you mean. I'm starting to wonder if they're going to uh, if they're going to disprove that. That it has to be. I don't know. I Because at this point, I think well, it depends on who's going to well, end up. Well, technically, he got the the general Grievous's cousin was able to get it from gotcha. I just call him Grigi Grievous's cousin, that character. Well, you yeah, know, but he was battling. He was battling. So Yeah. And he, I mean it, that still goes by that, but But then um, she got it from from him. Yeah. So and then she skewered him with it. <laughs> oh, it was great. That just to see her will that was was great. It was fascinating. The the ease it was artistic in nature to what she was doing with it. I loved it. I think at one point, Din will master it. I think he will master it eventually. I think what we're coming to is at the end of the season, he's going to have it mastered, and he is going to lead the Mandalorians on a battle. That's what I think we're heading to. That's I think that's what we saw in some of the previews with the the Mandalorians doing you know like skydiving. You know, like like troopers diving out of out of a plane into a battle and s- stuff like that. Um, I think that's where we're headed. Uh, and then eventually, I think Grogu becomes a Mandalorian. That I, I think that he, is my thought. That that that's this is. I want to hear this. I want to hear your opinion on this. Yes. Well, I mean, okay. So if we go with what Favreau says, or did Favreau or Filoni say it? Maybe Filoni said it. I forget. One of the two of them said that Grogu was with uh, Luke for two years. Well, do you believe that or not? I have a hard time with it, but I guess we have to accept that. So he's had some Jedi training. And obviously, he 
is wielding the force more. You know, we see him, <laughs> we see him throw that syslack out the out the. That was that was awesome. By the that way, that was great. Yeah, and uh, even Bo-Katan says, "Well, you must be pretty good in the force. You found your way to me." But it could be argued that R five D four was piloting too. You know, it, it could mm. be argued that I don't know. But then again, he also flew. Well, R two was with him when he flew from Luke to Mando. So I don't know. That's all debatable. But I, I think we are seeing his Jedi abilities are advancing. And Mando's obviously teaching him, you know, he's like, look, you have to know your way around the galaxy. You have to know how oh, to he's teaching you the ways of a Mandalorian. Yeah, he's yeah. teaching the ways of the Mandalorian. All the things that he had been taught as a child, he's teaching to Grogu as if Grogu is actually his son. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he is ta- he has taken him in as a foundling, as he was taken in as a foundling. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I still say they re- they stole Django's <laughs> origin and applied it to Mando, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because they because okay. <laughs> they did they stole Django's origin. Um, but yeah, it's obvious that he is uh, training Grogu to to become a full fledged Mandalorian, which is going to be super interesting. And mm. I think we're going to see basically. More or less, and I, I don't say this to, to, to be disrespectful, but we're going to see the second coming of the Mandalore, the, the original, the first Mandalorian. The, the Jedi Mandalorian. Right. The Jedi Mandalorian. He was, we're he not was Jedi see the new and one. he yeah. was Mandalorian. I think that's what we're about to see, the second coming of the Mandalore. So, and it will be Grogu. That's what I think they're building up to. Now, how long it takes to get there, I don't know. Because even Filoni said recently in an interview, somebody asked him about the if they have an end in mind. He said, there's no end in mind. We don't I have, saw that article. Yeah. Which right. actually is refreshing because I think we as Star Wars fans are conditioned to, okay, do we know where do I mean, I want you to have a map and a plan. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for a TV series like this, I don't think it's a bad thing to say, look, we don't have his ending written out yet. We're going to let this play out. And then, mm-hmm. you know, eventually we'll get there. But that means that that just goes to show you this could go on for a long time. And, and so far I'm up for it. Uh, you know, I want to see it go on a long time. If, if the writing keeps up the way it is now, and you know, and they're giving these great stories. Yes, I say keep it going for a long time. That's fine. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know how long it'll take to get Grogu to that um, level, but I do believe that's where we're going. Awesome, awesome. I would say um, we got the hints, just like you were saying. Not not only said this is how you, you got to know your way around the galaxy, but it also said here's our home. Yes, when you talk about Mandalore, yes, and and just with that that entailed, I'm thinking, okay, he's saying our home, it's family terminology, it's the whole. I I think you're square on. Um, I was looking forward to getting your insights because I thought, mm, I wonder, are they leading to Grogu becoming a, really a Mandalorian and he becomes the next Mandalorian Jedi? Well, this might be a good time now. 
to talk about the tenants because Bo-Katan does talk about the tenants. You know, she, she says that her, her father would march her out as a, as a child. And uh, you know, the people love to hear, hear the princess recite the tenants of the Mandalorian. So here are the six tenants of the Mandalorian. Speak the language, wear the armor, serve the clan, uh, <clears throat> rally when called, defend your children and raise them as Mandalorians. I absolutely love that. I think that is so cool. Yeah. And then I also found the Mandalorian Creed, which is what uh, Din Djarin lives by. Strength is life for the strong have the right to rule. Honor is life for with no honor, one may be may as well be dead. Loyalty is life for without one's clan, one has no purpose. Death is life. One should die as they, they lived. I think that is super cool. Mm-hmm. I like both of those. So, Yep, very much so. Now, one of the things that you put on there was the with the, the the first one let's get to the mythosaur because we're running ah, to the end yeah. of our show <laughs> so he goes into the waters and he's doing he's doing the creed was he doing the creed well he, i don't think he's doing a creed the creed i um the only way i can i it was more like a baptism you know what i mean um you know mm-hmm. kind of like like a Christian baptism. That's the way I, I took that as not necessarily mm-hmm. the creed, but like a rededica- rededication more mm-hmm. or less. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's what I took from that, you know? Um, and, and the whole trip to Mandalore felt almost like to me, um, like it would feel for a Christian to go to Israel and go to the wailing wall. That okay. Way. You mean a Jew, <laughs> a Jew to the wailing wall. Well, no, the Christians also, it's both. That's kind of a a destination for both religions, if you think well, about it. Okay. but I mean, I would love to go there. I would absolutely sure. love to go there. Uh, sure. I, I would be overwhelmed going there. So, and I just get, he, you know, that's, I, I again, I, I don't mean to be, you know, to downplay uh, Christianity or Jew- Judaism, but I'm just right. kind of comparing that to a real oh, the event. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, Mecca. So, Mecca for a Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Mecca would be Islam. Right. I mean, but a similar kind of journey, right. the journey and, and you know, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yes. Yep. So, um, so when he's going in the water, then all of a sudden I didn't see it coming. I just all of a sudden he disappeared. Um, okay. I, question: What pulls him down? Was it the mythosaur that pulled him down? I say yes. I else? say it was the mythosaur because how else was did he go that distance, that far, that fast? Yeah, That's true. I say it was the mythosaur. Yeah. But the funny thing is, the mythosaur didn't seem like it. You know, it's not like he was going to eat him or. That's you know, the question. Yeah. The mythosaur seemed almost dormant in a way. So. Or allowed yeah. the two of them. Allowed. And Bo, you know, because Bo-Katan going down there, which is awesome. She just jumped right in that water. And I thought, oh, she'll find him right there. I'm like, why is she not able to find him? 
She's going deeper and deeper and deeper into the waters. Yeah. Yeah, he he went fast too. And do you think it was a baptism for her as well? I do. I kind of do. I I think it was kind of, you know, unexpected for her, but I do feel that she almost I I feel she kind of went through a baptism herself. I I think as he was going in the water and she's like, whatever, but then listening and paying attention. Right. You could see, I thought the acting was great. Well, and you had that moment, you had that bonding moment before he goes into the water and she's telling him about her childhood and she's telling him about her dad. And he's like, I would have liked to met your dad. And then he says, this is the way, you know, (laughs) I'm getting a little choked up. Yeah. Because it was good. It was a good, it was a great moment. It was, it was, it was awesome. So yeah, I think in that sense, you're right. I think it was almost a baptism for her too. You know, huh? That's cool. That is super cool. This was a great episode. Yeah. But then on the way up, she saw the mythosaur. She saw the mythosaur. Oh yeah, you're right. He didn't actually see it because he was still unconscious. I didn't even think think so. Yeah. Yeah, and I think and her the sword didn't attack her. Nope. 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 But he she talks about the myth sword afterwards because then she talks about the fact that um they, you know, that uh the myth they use the mythosaur as basically their their symbol of their planet and stuff. Yes. Which was another thing that was cool because okay, the most of the Mandalorians they they have something on their shoulders, you know, like Boba Fett he has the mythosaur skull on his mm-hmm. shoulder. Um, and then we saw Din Djarin, he got the mud horn on his shoulder and he got that, you know, uh, he went through a rite of passage to get that, you know, because mm-hmm. the armorer makes it for him and says, okay, well, your, your symbol will be the mud horn, you know? So that was kind of a rite of passage for him. Right. But I, I think what book 10 was saying was more or less the mythosaur being the, the, symbol of the planet of Mandalore is basically like the default, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you you don't have something that, uh, that you had to go through a rite of passage of, but by default you get the mythosaur. Mm -hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the way I took that anyway. Yeah. It'd be interesting if it, it would change to the mythosaur after this. Well, if, if the mythosaur is the default, then I don't think it would change to the, the mythosaur gotcha gotcha okay you know um i i think just because of the fact that he went through a rite of passage to get that it remains it's going to remain uh the mud horn no. I don't, yeah i don't see him changing that um, well the thing is is we've now got to the point where there's still one that exists oh yeah yeah and uh, okay so then we go back to season one of the mandalorian okay and we got we got Kleeg. And we got Din Djarin. And Klieg is teaching Din Djarin how to ride the um, uh, blurgs. The blurgs. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 the small uh, dewbacks, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and Klieg's kind of getting a little upset with him. Like He's like, oh, your, your people ro- rode the mythosaur. This shouldn't be a problem for you. <laughs> That's right. Nick uh-huh. Nolte's voice. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Your your people rode the great mythosaur. This shouldn't yeah. be a problem right. for you. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, that's right. 
are and then we had Boba Fett rode the Rancor in the Boba Fett book of Boba Fett series. So are we oh, looking forward? Only man, him writing that would be like him writing Godzilla. That thing is that thing looked like it was as big as Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Rancor looks about as big as uh I would say um son of Kong. <laughs> not even King Kong, okay? Right. So not yeah. even King Kong is, you know, but from what we saw in the Mythosaur, holy crap, it looked like Godzilla. <laughs> So, so based upon all the stuff that you saw within this episode, where do you think we're headed? What do you think we'll see? You're already alluding to it. If he would ride a mythosaur, that would be awesome. So well, we are definitely heading to some kind of war, but the question is, who's the war with? Because I think the factions are coming together. I, I think all the, the different Mandalorian factions are going to come together to fight some big war. But I don't feel we've gotten what that war is yet. You know, I don't I so far I don't see it yet. But but I think we are coming together for for a combined purpose. You know, the the children of the watch are going to come together with uh, Bo-Katan's clan and they are going to fight something together. And I think maybe we might see the restoration of Mandalore, or at least we may head into maybe next season will actually be the, you know, we'll get like this war in this season. And then the next season, get the restoration of Mandalore, the beginning of the restoration of Mandalore. Kind of like how we've seen uh, uh, Navarra, how we've seen that um, progress through the seasons, you know, Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering if we see the same thing with Mandalore, where it it, it actually um, gets restored and restored to its former glory. Yeah, that's true because we have seen a progression of oh, huge, huge, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it started off as nothing, as barren waste, and then the yeah. next time we see it, we start to see it more populated and. You know, businesses are popping up, and then by the time we see it in this season with Grief Karga, it's it's thriving. You know, so I'm just wondering if we're going to see some kind of progression of Mandalore. You know, like like the Mandalorians take it back over, and then they restore it and they rebuild their planet, and then maybe Bo-Katan actually takes her her rule at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, right. That's where I think we might be heading. So I just don't know who I don't know who the war is with. That's all. Right. I would assume assume Empire. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. That that would make sense. Um, because I mean in the beginning of this, I would have just thought, okay, the factions are warring against each other. You know, the clans are just warring against each other. Mm -hmm. But I with this episode, I think we're starting to see the clans come together. That's what I think is happening. I think we're building up to the clans coming together for a uh, combined purpose. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm, that's going to be good stuff. That's all got to say about that. Yeah, it's good. I, I, This is just a great episode. I was happy with the pace that we just got right into it. It wasn't any... 
extra episode to still try to find the part for the IG-88 and go back there and come up. No, we just got, we're hitting Mandalore. Bam. Yeah. I was very happy that it's like, okay, let's, let's dive into Mandalore. This is going to be cool. Yeah. It was, it was, it was super, was, super cool. It was great. There was so much in it. So yeah, very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, cool beans. Um, Makes me yeah. excited about the rest of the season. That's for sure. It does. It really does. Um, yeah. And um, I don't know what the runtime on this episode was. I know it was a little longer than episode one, but I didn't, you know, when it ended, I had this, this, uh, oh my gosh, it's over, you know, but it wasn't, it's over because it's only 38 minutes or, you know, it was just like, oh man, we're already done. I want more. You know, it was that excitement of, I want more. I want the next episode. And it it wasn't even a, you know, it wasn't even so much of a cliffhanger. I mean, it was a little bit of a cliffhanger, but not like, you know, this major cliffhanger, like, you know, the whole tune in next week to see if Batman and Robin get, get their heads chopped off, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that kind of uh, cliffhanger, (laughs) but at the same time I had that feeling of, oh man, I want more. I want more. I don't want this to end yet, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Very much so. Very much so. Okay. Well, hey, everybody, please, in the comments, let us know what your score is. Um, I'm curious to see what you guys felt about the about this episode. Um, please let us know because it was, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. I did too. Um, yeah. I like I said, I just look so forward to what we got to come. I, I right. think it's gonna be really good. <clears throat> yep. Well, uh, with that, I want to encourage everybody to, if you would, check out um here, let me let me plug in the little banner so everyone sees it. Um, do our sponsorship here real quick. If you have not tried audiobooks, I encourage you to do so. Um, if you go to the website, audibletrial.com slash two geeks, um, I will let me, um, I'll share my screen here real quick so people can see what that looks like. Uh, that's the one, this is the one, this is the way. No, I'm just kidding. This is the way. <laughs> um, it, audibletrial.com slash two geeks takes you to this page to where you can try Audible Premium Plus for free. And then after 30 days, it goes to $14.95. You can cancel anytime. Um, it's not like a year contract. It's a month to month. One credit uh, for one credit. Well, if you're already a Prime member, it says you get two credits for your first one. But good for any premium selection titles you like. It's yours to keep. So it's a fr- it's all freebie. Um, and there's all kinds of different ones in there. And then you also get the Audible plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and audible originals that are free. And you can get as many of those as you want, which is pretty sweet. Um, they will send you an email. Uh, this is through Audible, so Amazon Audible. Um, they'll send you an email before the trial ends just to say, hey, we really want you to try this out and stuff. So, um, But there's all kinds of different ones They've got, uh, oh, I guess it's up here. Sorry, everybody. But like you could go, that's my library, but browse. 
they have mysteries and thrillers, sci-fi, fantasy, history, computer technology, health and wellness, biographies, memoirs, business careers, romance, literature, fiction, teen, kids, science, engineering, arts, entertainment, religion, spirituality. Then they've got them organized by bestsellers, new releases coming soon. So there's a whole bunch of different ones. It's great because Audible, you know, allows me to listen while I'm doing some like work, some just maybe some mundane stuff, or I'm just you know working on documents or that you know those kinds of things. Um, but I love it, absolutely love it. I enjoy it. I just got um, Ian Desher's Star Wars. Uh, I had already gotten Return of the Jedi, so now I have Star Wars and The New Hope, and so I'm getting ready to listen wow. to it. Um, That's nice. Which which was a lot of fun. So, anyway, I just want to let everybody aware. If you would just go check us out at audible, um, audibletrial.com slash two geeks and uh, check that out. And speaking of Ian Desher, I just released uh, a couple of our videos from early on that we before we did video on YouTube. Um, we took video, but then we we would just put it on. Um, Kofi, yeah. Kofi subscribers, but now I've released those on YouTube so anybody can watch them. But we have, we got to interview Ian Desher. He was fantastic, by the oh, way. Oh, he's fabulous. So go back and check that video out and like that. Um, I may even tag it to this video so you might be able to uh, watch it at the end of this once this is processed anyway. <laughs> right. I can't do it right away. Um, and then I also uh, put up there John Jackson Miller. Um, who is also a, uh, another Star Wars author. He's wrote quite a few Star Wars books, in, including Kenobi. Kenobi! <laughs> Which I have to say is a very good book. I've read that book, and I really enjoy it. Um, and he's also done some other works, such as uh, Battlestar Galactic comic books. Um, he's done I mean, Picard. Yeah, he's done Picard. Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, just tons and tons of stuff so there's a lot mm. of geek stuff that he's done that you you get you guys could check out so mm. make sure to check out john jackson miller and check out our interview with him um other than that speaking of liking and subscribing please go like us on facebook and subscribe to us here on youtube you know just give the little bell a tickle and smash that that like subs uh like and subscribe button please because it does help the algorithm and helps us get seen by other geeks just like yourself and I think that's all I got. How about you, Stephen? Anything else? Yeah, just one last thing. Don't forget to check out our website, twogeeksmike.com, twogeeksmike.com for all things Two Geeks. You'll find a reference to our merch page, to our Kofi page, which is co-fi.com slash twogeeks, where we have all kinds of fun extra stuff as well. And then if you want to contact us and get a hold of us, the best way is our email, show at twogeeksmike.com. And that's it. Great show, man. Thanks for your insights. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. And with that said, over and out, and this is the way. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, may the force be with you. <laughs>